This week, we review Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by the brilliant Delilah S. Dawson, a darker Star Wars tale about a Jedi's fall from the light and induction into the Emperor's elite unit of Jedi hunters, the Inquisitorious. We also chat about Jedi leadership during the Clone Wars, Palpatine's insidious machinations that caused the downfall of the Jedi Order, and where we all stand on the Inquisitors now that they've been around for nearly a decade. This week we are covering Rise of the Red Saber, written by Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, what an incredible book. Um, oh, Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Saber, I should say. It's a long title. Uh, in- incredible title. Compelling book. Like It was just like a wild ride the entire time I was reading. Um, but I can't wait to review it with you guys. Like This has been exciting to see this book out there for a while. And we haven't, we haven't got a chance to read it, you know, in the, in the, past few months but then we just now you know we're like let's jump on this and uh super excited to get into it with you guys yeah man definitely i think i would mentioned several weeks leading up to this book um i've had so much fun reading this meg dell um from uh star wars book reviews and dork side of force he's been on here she said this was like her top three book it like just sort of slid right in um yeah and i think it displaced another delilah Dawson book um the phasma but so I was like, yeah. yeah, peaked curiosity, and I just like was just in the mood for a Star Wars book, man, and I couldn't put it down. I was just like, it was one of those reads where I'd like savor every chapter I'd read like before bed and like yeah. milked it out for a while. And um, I had a really, really fun time reading this. It was it, it's a it's the yeah. story I've been waiting for for a very long time, as far as like dark side point of view. Um, it's very yeah, cool. yeah, it's cool, and like a fall, yeah. <clears throat> yeah and if all that you know makes sense right like you could follow the logic of it and doesn't feel rushed and you know i i will admit that sometimes when we're reading books for the podcast i have like a timeline set like all right we're gonna record in like seven days i gotta read x percentage every day right to get there and i still do that even with this because that's who i am but like sometimes it feels like and i'm always enjoying these books from like a star wars perspective but I read a lot and, and, you know, this is one of those books where I was actually just enjoying it from a book perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I just, you know, whether or not it was a Star Wars book, it was a really good read. You can't, you don't need to do, do any of those like caveats to it. Like it just, Delilah Dawson does this amazing job of just character studies and following a character and understanding character motivations. And I love how she can follow characters who are dark, right? Yeah. Like right. her Phasma book's amazing. And we watch that person. Yeah, this that, is, that this is from the point yeah. of view of someone literally forced, you know, cracking people's necks and, you know, yeah. going the going down the dark path. Like, uh, I, I yeah. just have to say, Scat um, is just one of the coolest characters that we've we've got we've got a privilege to be introduced yes. to, especially in the and, sort and, of like 
Inquisitor era, like really cool Inquisitor. Yeah, era. it was like, how does one can, become can I... an Inquisitor? But it's like the organically, yeah. not for, not tortured into it, just kind of walks right into it. Yeah, I mean, of all the characters, right? I was just like, I, I freely choose this. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I even under duress, really, yeah. I mean, there was kind of duress, but not really. And the, the other thing that I just want to say, and I'm going to, we're going to skip to the end for a second that I just have to kind of spoil. I mean, we're going to spoil well, everything. The, we should talk about the end. It's the most, I mean, it's where this yeah. book came yeah. from is the ending. But I'm going to yeah, just say be vague... Inquisitor, yeah. Rise of the Red Blade, like lots of yeah. spoilers here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you haven't yeah. read it and you want to, uh, I also think even after our discussion, you should still read it. Yeah. Whether it's, it's kind of it's such a journey. It's kind of impossible to spoil. I mean, the whole yeah, point was it was it really based is. off a character that was in three issues of Darth Vader, of Charles Sewell's Darth Vader run in 2017. Yeah. And you see clearly the uh, last acts of our hero in those in those. Um, that's a and good point. And, and that right. is the so, last chapter of the book is is a you know is Delilah's version written out um, behind the eyes of the yeah. narrator um, through yeah. those yeah. from is Cat's perspective, her, yeah, right? Her, yeah, yeah, her perspective and, through those whole thing. And I remember, I think Ben, you had pointed out she was in in those Vader issues, and I didn't read those before reading the books. So I didn't remember the ending, but I'll say this just kind of vague. We'll talk about it, is that when you read this and you make a compelling character that you're rooting for, go dark. I am all, often sometimes a little bit like, are we going to get like a last minute redemption? Are we going to get this like, oh, I was wrong, you know, and whatever. And I really appreciate that we really didn't in no. this book. Still a sympathetic character, but it was not it was not this redemption. It was someone's fall and continued fall oh, yeah. all the way, all the way down. Yeah. Free fall. into the. But dark. she wasn't like a mustache twirling villain either. You mm -mm. know, like she mm -mm. just mm -mm. like. Didn't nope. feel like she got enough love when she was young and was like mistreated yeah. and outcast and just like didn't get any of the nurturing she needed. Had a very cold like mass. It was like, I mean, if you wanted to like get super technical, you could sort of blame the downfall on the fact that she wasn't chosen by a master. It was like master felt like they yeah, owed it was... to this Padawan because yeah. of her mother. And so, yeah, Big where have we seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where is... have we seen that story before where a master doesn't choose his apprentice <laughs> and it doesn't go very well for either Drawing of them? Drawing a blank. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar, right? But I think that's an important point, right? Yeah. Like there is something in the Jedi about the importance of a master finding a connection, um, dare I say an attachment, uh, with, with a Padawan, right? And that being important. Yeah. Yeah. Not only does she feel like she missed out on that nurturing uh, with her mother, and uh, her her people, but also the PTSD from the Clone Wars, and just like how beautiful that's described oh, yeah. from Iscat's point of view, and sort of how you know she's having these conversations with the Jedi, and they're like they're acting, the Council's acting like this war isn't messy, and I was like just yeah. loved that, and like we we're all, like after she kills Geonosian guard, she gets on a transport, and like I think Cleef fan or someone tells her like just to calm down, and it's okay, and there's just like this immediate Zen space, and I was like Weird. this is. Weird for any. This is going to be traumatic. Yep. Like people are you like it's such a realistic turn yep. for the character that I was like, ah, they're just kind of like dull their senses during war, and then she never had to. She never had a real mother figure. It's it's, it's kind it's of really sick, for yeah. a tough life. Yeah, for a child soldier, right? She was in the column. Yeah. <laughs> the column, like this traumatized. Basically, uh, she brings down a column on a, a student's back. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's so it's we, so real to have this like it's wild to have this stuff spelled out for tragic. you and especially the war stuff you're just like you're like oh yeah these are pacifists and they're like just 
being told to murder people, like just like go into war and, and kill yep. the soldiers. And it was, yeah, it was just, that part was written so well and it is such so a mind bender. Well. Yeah. And, and, and for a person who struggled with many aspects of the force for the first time to feel accomplished at something and that something is killing, killing others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's almost like instilled, like it's a weird thing where it's like, I, this was as a, as a sociologist and a criminologist, uh, we often have the debate of nature versus nurture, right? That is a very common debate that we have in our field. And there's a little bit in this book. And I thought it dealt very well of like, is this just in her, is this innate or was it something about her thing? And I, you know, I always tend to focus more on nurture rather than nature. And, and, but this idea of just like, they are, the system is taught that you should excel at something. You don't need to be great at everything, but the Jedi usually say there's one thing it seems to be suggested, at least in New Canon, like there's one thing that you're really, really going to be good at, one aspect of the Force. And she hadn't found that. And I think the second she found herself really good at saber battling and killing people, she really latched onto that. And I was watching that. I was like, you can see, like, yeah, she's in a system that taught her to find the things she's really good at, take pride in yeah. it, and develop that skill. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's cool that you get to see that sort of internal thought process mm -hmm. of. I'm really good at these things. I'm really good in combat. And then the council's trying to basically keep her at the temple, yeah. you know, at teaching young ladies. It's like, it's, it's, she's basically being denied those kind of frontline missions. And it's like, it, it's interesting to see like how she's just looking for a way to keep performing out in the field or doing something where she's making a difference with her lightsaber. And it's like, uh, and it's interesting when she gets to be untapped with the yeah. inquisitorious and sort of like unleash. And it's, yeah, that's just that's it's just captivating stuff, but it's also like a, a real descent into the dark yeah. side at that point. And it's it's just a fantastic book. The more we're talking about this, more I'm just impressed with I feel like Delilah uh I just want to call it is also great great follow on Instagram or by the way. Yeah, definitely. We oh, follow yeah. her. She's really a really good fun follow. Um uh she met up with uh, Chuck Windig uh just just last month. They were on a book tour together. Oh, cool. Yes, um, I saw for that. other books. Yeah. yeah. Um and so but I was gonna say that um you know, she has this ability to do the tone poem. We always make a joke that it rhymes like poetry, right? Because right? of the old, the old Lucas thing. But she's able to do that. <laughs> like, I really am not, I joke about, hey, you know, there's this, there's this rhyming of, of Anakin being forced upon Obi-Wan, right? right? In, a, in a dying wish. And I think that's the first step down this whole thing of what went wrong, yeah. right? And then the other thing is like, she's very much like Ahsoka, if Ahsoka had a dark path, right? Like very similar age, very good at killing people, very accomplished, yep. but something about Ahsoka turned away from the violence, right? Or turned away from it when she steered into it. It is cat. Like, it's just really interesting. This idea of like, yeah, know, well, yeah, that's there, but for I the grace of the force, that, that order 66 yeah. sort of like that mm. specific moment with you guys, because I feel like that was pretty unique mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, and kind of new territory. Uh, I don't know if we've been privy to sort of like how inquisitors are chosen or sort of like who interacts with them first, who sends out the call. But like that scene was really interesting. I thought that would just super cinematic moment almost when that oh yeah holiday message comes in. Yeah, I, I didn't really. It was it was hard to to believe that she would betray her friend so easily. But like at that point, she already felt like everyone's been cold to her after murdering that. Yeah, or I guess. Yeah, harming that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd be mean, like, what, what friends, right? Yeah. Like, she was, right. didn't have them, right? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, everyone was against her, her against the world at that point. I, you know, I think the most interesting part of this book for me is sort of 
we have to trust our narrator and I don't know if I do, you know, it's like all we get is her point of view. Yep. Um, and I know yes. Grant, we've been talking offline a, a lot about, you know, just like we wanted to see someone go to bat for the Jedi order. Like that was, you know, yes, it had the fall, but it's not like it wasn't all L's and the Jedi are actually, it is a sound dark. Actually, I have lots of questions about that. And I, yeah. I think mm -hmm. I was wondering what Adam was thinking when the council was sort of knighting all these young students, sort of like their approach, because I was, I was honestly like, I don't, Iscat definitely maybe shouldn't be a knight yet. And then a bunch of these students that are with, I was like, how are, how are these, these students being, you know, promoted to knight when they, they have so yeah. much to learn. And then Anakin just being, it's like, it felt like everyone was basically being pulled into the war. And I was, yeah. It's just like that was that was their bit, their worst decision. I feel like they basically didn't let the teaching take place for a yep. lot of Jedi. Yeah, yep. I mean you could go a step no, further I, than yeah. that too. I mean that's the thing. I mean, and I think Delilah did a great job of like you really framing it through Iscat's eyes of what she's saying, and you're you're right there on board with her for the whole journey, pretty much. I mean, I was even through the you know the the dark side. You can sort of like see what she's going through. But it's like, how much of that do we trust this cat? And how much do you actually think was the, the fault of, of the Jedi and what's going on? And I think that's a good example, right? Like that's, it's pretty barbarous that they're sending teenagers out there to lead warriors into battle based on, I don't know what, like very little warrior training. No, just an assumption. So it's so hard, right? Because I'm, I'm with both of you. Like, like I joke around, I mean, I, I think, hmm. How can I say this? I, I think that is the point. I think the point of the prequels is that the, the Jedi were duped, right? I think the Jedi were led right. to a place, and, and that doesn't yeah. mean they're bad at what they're doing. As a person who has twice in his life been put in a position of, in terms of a career because of outside forces where I was not qualified, nor did it speak to my skill level forced into, uh, I made some really bad decisions. I mean, eventually it all worked out and everyone's fine. Didn't didn't create child, child soldiers or anything, yeah. but I could relate yeah. this idea of like sometimes right. external forces put things and the Jedi just weren't. That's not who they were. And that's what Sidious knew. Yeah. Right. Sidious knew that the Jedi are not meant to be soldiers or this this iteration of, of this. And like, I mean, not to bring it all the way back to the uh, <laughs> to the High Republic, <laughs> but I'm going Please to. Do. I'm really, I'm really wondering, and we'll get to this when we start reading the High Republic. Is what we've talked about is there's a Sith behind what's going on in the High Republic, right. and I'm starting to think that this is a longer game than just Sidious. That that <laughs> this that his master, the master before him, forced the Jedi to get insular and connected to Coruscant and connected to the, the government, government yeah. to, to start mm. this, mm. right? And that and that this mm. is a and that Sidious took whatever's plan and and kept rolling with it, right, to, to do this. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it, it is hard. This is an era that's really hard to watch because you're watching the Jedi sometimes at their worst. But the thing to, to remember, I think, and you all do, is that the core tenets of the Jedi are good right. and just right. Yeah. and right. Yeah. Right. It's just that, yeah. you know, bureaucracies fail sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and she was yeah, there's no emotion. There's peace. Yeah. We, we hear the sort of Jedi code a lot. Oh, moment. that's like my favorite is when she switches the code. Yeah. And the little yeah. kid, the little, the little the, the young one catches her. She's like, uh, good, you caught my test. Yeah. Oh, Whoopsie boy. Daisy. Yeah. 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 yeah I loved the, how they, she kept going back to that motif with the, uh, with the Jedi mm -hmm. code. Cause it's like when you're just seeing, you know, all your friends buried in anonymous graves, like every week, you know, back on Coruscant. That was a pretty cool vantage point, actually. It was just like, you know, a Jedi that was sort of trapped in the core while everyone's running out. And like, 
no one sees Anakin or, you know, um, or they don't see Obi-Wan or um, Ahsoka because they're always out. Like, they're always fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you kind of appreciate so, that, too. It's like, that's crazy. Like, rotate back for a minute. I have a couple of things I want to talk about. We don't have to talk about it now, but I want to put it out there so I don't forget. Yeah, sure. Uh, Do Grant, you've already mentioned it, and it's and it's Order 66. Um, so yes. we definitely have to have Order 66. You also put it out there about, uh, via text, you mentioned um, the Battle of Geonosis and the Battle of yes. the Petronaut. Petronaut being the most impactful. Yeah. I, I want to make sure, we don't have to hit it now, because those might be deep things. But this book, as, as you kind of hinted to, changed my perspective on both of those things a little bit, and I want to talk about those at some All point. Right. So we can talk about now, or we can defer. But I just want to put it out there so we don't forget. We, we will definitely yeah. talk about those things. I, I mean, I would, did um, want to talk about um, how she was groomed. I mean, like another force in her was definitely mm -hmm. coming from the Emperor. Like he he was already tabbing Jedi oh, yeah. for, you know, for the, the Inquisitorious. Well, this is going on, which makes sense. Yeah. She's yeah, like yeah. Palpatine. Great Love this hang. dude. Love he seems Palpatine. like a good guy. Yeah. To vibes. Totally speaking right. my you know yeah. right and yeah, so yeah. that's the last thing is the nature and nurture thing which we talked about a little bit but like i mean how much of her is pure dark side because I, I think i believe that like the dark side just actually resonated with her and that was like whatever part of her deal and you know when she went on that that yeah. sith planet thule um you know she was like ah oh, feels like home love it here like what is that about? yep Right, so dark and foreboding. They're like, "Oh, we have to climb a sheer cliff." She's like, "Oh, I love climbing." This is great. I was like, "Okay, she's just ready for field missions." She is, and I love the fact that she thought she was going to go back to her home planet. It would be the same thing, and it's not right. right? And so it seems to be it's not part of her species. It's something about her, the dark yeah. side. And I mean, not to open the this cannon worms, but the sequel trilogy taught us that people are pulled to the dark and the light, yeah. right? And there is, there is, you can fight against that, right? Like Kylo was the whole thing. One of my favorite things about the sequel trilogy is like, I, his thing, I feel the pull towards the light. It's one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars. And so it gets a reverse, but this idea, he's he's trying to be a dark side person, but he's feeling that pull to the light. And Ray, through the entire series, not as well constructed in the films, I would argue, but is being pulled towards right. the dark, right? Yeah. And, and I feel like that's beautifully yeah. illustrated in this, where... Yes. You know, she's yeah. meditating with Master yep. Ume in the morning, but then she's you having all these dark thoughts. And it's just like, I would love to see that visually, you know, cinematically yeah. portrayed. Yeah. And it's just a powerful moment. Yeah. And I think you're right, Ben. I think it is something innate. And I don't know what that is. I'm not going to like talk about genetics, but there is something about maybe the dark yeah. side latches on or feels something and pulls them. And, and, and I think there's also a bit of with her backstory, um, maybe we would call it genetic trauma, which is a very right. you know debatable thing, but like a forced trauma in her history, right? That she's feeling. And the fact that like, I feel like if she had the right master or if the order 66 never happened, she probably could have been a very adept yeah. Jedi, right? She could have been a Mace Windu. So, yeah. I think Mace Windu's pulled to the yeah. dark. I mean, she did have the coolest job in the whole Jedi mm -hmm. like, like <laughs> group. The yeah, job the, I want. Job yeah. I want right? So, I mean, yep. Her master, she's following her master around, chasing down Sith relics to be hidden away. I mean, I can, relics of all, but I mean, you know, and and she did come into close contact with that Sith relic like early in the book, and that yep. was like a kind of yep. a formative moment for her. Um, and she ended up going back to it, which I thought was fantastic. But I wonder, did she get tainted? Like, you know, who knows? Who knows? And I love that we don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> always right like this is this is key story star wars storytelling is 
provide multiple options, do not provide the direct answer. Yeah, I think we have a Sith text in this. I think Sembervay, her mm-hmm. master, yep. initially uncovers a Sith text. And she feels a pull to that as well in the beginning. That's a great you know, kickoff for the book, a sort of foreshadowing element. It's just like, this is going to be about someone's, you know, first their first contact with the dark side and then a deeper and deeper plunge into what it means, you know, the dark side and this inquisitorious and all yep. that stuff. Um, but I love Sembrave. I thought that character, that character was super cool. And she dies tragically like right away yeah. in the book. And it's another tragedy Yeah. in Iscat's life. So yeah, just, you know, Lots of obstacles. Yeah, lots of obstacles. Uh, another thing that is in this book is kind of red herrings, which is also another one of my favorite. Again, uh, having been an adept, Ben and I talked a bit, a bit about this this weekend, but being an adept Stephen King reader, uh, Stephen King <laughs> loves a red yeah. herring uh, or like a, fa- a false foreshadow, which is one of my favorite things. There's two things that kind of relate to that is Hezo, right? Like the little kindly... The Salonian mechanic. This is that that is that Hizu, right? Is the one Hizu. that finds like in the yeah. Is it Hizu, the one that does all the droid oh, mechanics yeah, yeah. that keeps like somewhat mentoring him? I was reading some like, is that is that just Palps? Is Palps grooming her this early? Because oh, he kept yeah. saying things that were kind of just oh, yeah. like, you know, I really was like, no, they and they didn't, but I was like, I'm getting real Palps vibes yeah. from this dude, right? I'm just like, good, good. <laughs> um, and then the other he's, one, yeah, he's that same species that's explored in those in the Han Solo books, like the Salonians, the attack on yeah. Center Point. Yep, yep, yep. attack on Salonia. Uh, yeah, so that was a cool. It's cool to you totally. know recanonize the Salonians. It's uh, so much recanonization. I just learned about another one from this week, but we'll talk about that later, uh, or possible one. Um, so the other one is that. That I couldn't, I was trying to find Wikipedia to find it, but the student that she hurt in this exercise, we talked about this earlier when she was younger, oh, she, was, like she was, she was pulled up or something. <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't Tika, remember the name. I believe. Yeah. Did, Ed, did either of you keep yeah. waiting for that character to show up at some point? Uh, like yeah. I kept yes. waiting for that to be a thing and it wasn't, which I'm like, great, that person's off doing whatever, but I kept waiting for that to, to kind of pop up. I'm glad it didn't, but I was just like, oh yeah, they're totally going to. This is going to be like a, t- a turn later on that she's going to have to deal with. And it just wasn't there, which is makes sense. But I thought that was another kind of red herring a little yeah, bit, which I love. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I kind of unneeded. We did, we already got the dramat- dramatic you know, juice from that squeeze. Yeah. The, yep. With the backstory. So, uh, yeah, we didn't dive into that too Agreed. much. But, uh, it could have been cool. It could have been cool to see it like as a parallel thing when she's teaching younglings and like maybe she's stuck doing something else because her spine was broken maybe, or yeah. something. And just but but I love that it's not like like I don't I agree with you. I don't think we needed it. I just was expecting it. And I think it's really a depth a deft storytelling where it's just like, no, this is not gonna yeah. add anything. It's not about where this character ended up. It's about not knowing where this character ended up that really messed yeah. with her. Right? Right? Yeah. Indeed. Um Lots of lightsaber training in this book, yeah. like mm-hmm. nonstop, basically. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Ben's gonna Ben." Oh yeah, do we, can we do a quick lightsaber corner, and then we definitely move on? Or, or <laughs> yes, please. Uh, so, uh, Iskat ache to unhook her lightsaber. Its hilt was short and a good bit <laughs> wider than most to accommodate her longer fingers, uh, crafted of polished burgundy wood with the polished tooth of a Firaxin shark at the end. So, I mean, uh huh. I, I want this right? saber. <laughs> that is a winner. Just like mahogany yeah. wood and then like a tooth on yeah. the end, a shark tooth on the end. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. That's great. Beastly. It was the Black Series figure. Yeah. That'd be great. Totally. Yeah. I, <laughs> like the, it would be cool to get like the Jedi, like a Padawan series or something that's all like the Inquisitors before they were Inquisitors yeah. and then 
after. That would be awesome. I want to know what the name of this book was before it was decided on probably by Lucas Books or Disney Publishing. Because this book, the title of the book makes sense. You want to know, like, as you're picking it up, you want to know what it is. Um, but for the rise of the red blade, it really should be the rise of the yellow yeah, blade. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, it was all about that yellow lightsaber, <laughs> which revision. I loved, right? Right. Yeah. right. Just, I mean, they said her mom's lightsaber was essentially its twin, right? Which is eerie. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely in dimension, I guess, because they do have like large, large hands or long fingers, right? Um, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's also pretty like this. Pretty this book's pretty dark in terms of descriptions and sort of like can be graphic yeah, at times. Is. Like when Semper Ve dies, her master, she's like coughing up blood and like, and it's just, it's just pretty, pretty intense stuff. Like she, Dallas, Dawson really does a great job illustrating the trauma. I think like of just the yep. war scenes and the yeah. fighting, uh, every fight, every, you know, fight in the book is pretty intense. It's not like, like people die in these fights yeah. constantly. Um, that's what's, that's what's yep. really yeah. compelling about the book is it feels like, a little grim dark yeah. but and but Star Wars, which is like I welcome that tone. That's actually a new yeah. sort of tone that I'd love to see, which is like a little darker, you know, thing version of what we love. So yeah, for yeah. sure. We get we get an impaling, uh, which is the internet's uh, favorite thing to argue about, which is lightsaber impaling. Uh have we been following yeah. that whole uh annoying argument on I the internet not. since uh you the mean and and could you survive if so everyone shows uh, everyone shows uh, Qui-Gon Jinn getting impaled and he's like dies instantly. Uh, why did uh, all these other people are getting impaled like don't die in Star Wars? Um, well, what are they talking about? Like, Sabine? Because I mean, she got hit in the shoulder, right? Sabine. There was Sabine and another one. And I can't remember the other one. That's oh, uh, somewhat Grand Inquisitor. Recent. Um, Grand Inquisitor, right? And so they're like kind of going at Disney Plus because you know, as the do you stupid... think the stakes have fallen through the floor in Star Wars? Yes, I do. In in sort of like theatrical I mean, Star Wars or or Luke in Star Wars, but Andor, no, I think Andor is well, sort of brought I, up back stakes. I, in the I, I will also argue is <laughs> my argument is yeah. It also depends on like where you impale someone because a lightsaber is actually a really inefficient way to yeah. kill someone because it cauterizes. So unless you actually hit the heart you're not killing that person. That person is not yeah. dead. And like a heart is like size of your fist. Right. And so it's really easy to miss. And we see, what I love about this book is like, we see that explanation. Like we see that it, it sucks. And he, she is in back oh, right. but like, because of her physiology, they miss right. the heart. Like he misses. She has hearts. two hearts. The two, two hearts. hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the whole thing is like, when you feel your hearts, I'm like, ah, nice. Yeah. I just, it just, the whole thing's been driving us. Cause you watch it. I'm like, why God got hit directly in the heart. And you watch, you watch the other two and you're like, yeah, that's not the heart. So anyway, yeah, just I think the internet shut up is what I'm trying to say. Hip or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's not that bad. But it's weird. It's weird because you got to make it close enough so that the person who does it walks away thinking they killed the person. Right. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird needle to thread. But yeah. Oh, yeah. But great. Yes. And the I mean, stakes um, it's it stabbed like <laughs> twice for by Anakin and it's like a graphic match sort of thing. And it's just. Super disturbing, you know. Yeah. I was like, I could have gone without this. <laughs> I, 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 I will always I mean, argue, I like you can say that, like, compelling. You can say the disification, but watch Obi Wan. There's brutal fucking scenes in Obi Wan with Vader that is like some of the most brutal Vader we've seen. It's, yeah, like, walking through that town, throwing like people against stuff, and like 
children running out with their dead father. I'm like, yeah, where's that? Where have you seen that in a Lucas film? Bambi. Speaking of Vader, we get a great anyway. Vader fight in this yeah. book too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she, he just like breaks her oh, hand, yeah. squishes her hand. So oh, loser. Yeah. That she actually, she actually got him with a disconnecting circuit. Yeah, she head. got him. That was uh yep. yeah yep. I I wouldn't want to mess him up and then but then he like put her in a back to tank for three days with a force push after like as he was running out yep <laughs> she was like away from the room or yeah. something and like it's running the yeah. wall yeah yeah wild Vader stuff here and then of course yeah they almost get him uh, at the end which is the uh, the novel or the the comic adaptation um but no yeah right no 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 yeah. It's so wild. I love how she's just like, oh, I feel so much more attached to the force now when she's like reaching for the dark side and there's this bottomless well of power. And then she's around Darth Vader and she's like, oh, no, it's quite small, actually, compared to compared to like Vader's like well of force energy. Yeah, Um, right. We get some Jedi archives action in this book, too. Right, we get some yeah. Jocasta oh, new. new, always, and always. Whenever welcome. someone searches for stuff yeah. in the databanks, and then that information's been deleted, that always works. That, that, for me, that's like <laughs> for like sleuthing one hundred and one in Star Wars. Like, yeah, let's start there. The databank, it's been deleted. Right. Interesting mystery. I'm, I'm following. It's because this is and that is that is that is that post Geonosis where she it's post Geonosis, yeah. yes. So this is the second time that someone has come to Jocasta News that has been yeah. deleted from it. And she seems to have the same response. And I feel, I feel like she should be like, again? Yeah. Right, right. On. She'd be like, not again. Like, yeah. 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 Or she's, yeah, it happens we, all the time. We meet Hizo after that, the Sloanian. We talked about that guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. It seems weird that there's like the secret garden in, in the middle of the, of the, of uh, the, of the, uh, Jedi Temple that no one seems to know about, other than Hizo I, and I. I think I, I think like it. Several, it's I bet there's a ton, but this was just like a seldom used one. Yeah, yeah, just random doors. This was the first yeah. book where it's like doors were opening. It's like there's a brig. I didn't know this brig existed, and it was like there's all these hidden spaces. Yeah. But I think Todd yeah. does a great job moving through. I mean, space and describing it's, environments. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. really was I mean, falling in. Not to reference another another uh, another thing, but. One of the things in Loki season two of them just wandering around and accidentally wandering into a room. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, where are we? Oh, this is a major important thing. Like that's a great like when you're in like a yeah. labyrinthian like bureaucracy, there are rooms. Not since Mando season one has an episode two been so phenomenal in a season of television. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Loki season two, uh, episode yep. two, episode two. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Just the entire interrogation uh, scene. It's just it's <laughs> yes, so good, so good. Uh, yeah. Um, so, are we up to Ginto yet? <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold Sorry, on. are we up to right Ginto? Which, which, no, we will 100. percent I yeah. just want because Re- Reva was mentioned. Oh yes. And so I was sitting there going like, so when was this written? And I was reading behind the scenes, and this was written kind of in dialogue with Obi Wan, right? Because like they wanted to have a book that came out that kind of like described why a Jedi would fall, why a Jedi would become an Inquisitor, right? Like, why is this, Why? how can this happen? That's how it was pitched to Delilah, um, who's like, again, the best person yeah. to write that book. I'm sure she was just like, yes, please. Um, but no Reva in this book, right? Like, I was kind of surprised. I kept waiting for, like, a, a just a random, like, 
come across Riva. Is the timeline just not right? They, I think she's at the end of a hall or something. Th th she's mentioned, right? I but yeah, right? They, there's like a mysterious yeah. figure at the end of the hallway. I thought maybe yes, that they they Riva. sort of yeah. it was either Tuolon um, okay. or it was Riva. But I think they mentioned Riva as I, one of the new recruits or some like she describes her um, in the hallways or something at the auditoriums. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like age and because she's she's not around until I guess I mean she wouldn't have been that much well, younger. I, I, mean, I happened to been... look it up. Um, because she was Iscott was oh, born thank you. Uh, forty years before the Battle of Yavin, and, and died twelve okay. years before. Okay, and Reva was like a little kid when when Order sixty six uh, Vader yeah. came through. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that's how she was mentioned too. It's like a younger girl with like a black braid. Or yeah, so she'd like be that. young, yeah. right? Yeah, younger. Okay. All right, anyways. all right, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. she was a youngling, yeah. right? So yeah. we know. Yeah, Scat was around a lot of younglings. So oh, right, it would have been funny if there was an interaction there. Oh yeah, I. It's weird, right? Because it's like there's so much cross storytelling in this. They're like they reference. Um, uh, they referenced the Obi Wan and Anakin <laughs> book that mm -hmm. came out, yeah, right? Because kind of the bombing uh, of Katia Pneumonia, uh, pneumonia. Yeah. Katia Pneumonia, thank you, yeah. Um, so and a couple other books, a couple other comics lines they they referenced happenings of. So I was just like waiting for Reva, literally through the whole book. I'm like, it's gonna happen now, yeah. yeah. There were Pong Krell and the book shout out, yeah. I was gonna say, there are a lot of good references. <laughs> Pong Krell is like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's like, so oh, you good. should go spar with Pong Krell, and he like didn't have any time for her. Yeah, or, he's like the master of dual, dual wielding, wielding yeah. right? Like, yeah, mm -hmm, you want to mm -hmm. dual wield? Yeah, go. I was like, go that would be. Why. I'm like, that would advance things. Dawson Dawson men mentions Jedi healers in this book, so there was a, a a group of Jedi who just focused on healing, and so when, when we talk about force healing being, you know, only a, a late, you know, uh, stage sort of force power in sort of the canonical timeline of Star Wars and the storytelling. It's like it, healing has actually been around for for quite a long time. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting to see it mentioned uh, in this book and sort of describe a sort of uh, unit of the Jedi being dedicated to that. It's yeah. Super yeah. Cool. Uh, but Ginto, as you were <laughs> saying, Grant. Yeah, but that's not so great when you die out in the field on Thule like Josk. Oh, man. That was oh yeah, heavy, yeah dude just like oh he's gone just like fell off a cliff and died uh, also i'm on i'm on is side on the yeah. on his death are you there's nothing she, she could have done i am him, yeah he then he, he would have just sure she could have force grabbed him and then he would have died in midair instead of died before he hit the ground right of the poison yeah. but still she should have just to make sure she would have been like all right like go reach and then she'd be like oh he's I don't know. There could have been options. I will admit options. I will admit. So, but I think this is kind of lends support to your like, uh, you know, you know, untrusting narrator. Narrator. <laughs> um, is that is that uh, like she's internally overblaming herself? Where I think if she explained to them, I got distracted. I was thinking about something. I couldn't grab. I didn't grab him in time. I feel so guilty. They would have been like, "Yes, we need to work on that." However. He still yeah. would have died. You know what I mean? Of just like take right. the guilt out of it. Which she found out later, that. but yeah. it was like she I don't know. It was like this juvenile frustration that she's like, none of you adults understand yeah. what I'm going through. And it's like, you know, like yeah. I it's not like I, I haven't felt that way a yeah. million times, but um, you know, it was kind of yeah. energy used in the wrong direction. 
Totally. And that's the thing, right? Like these, again, dealing with child yeah. soldiers that you can do all of this. They still have teenage hormones yeah. running through them. Yeah. Yep. That was a cool planet, though, to duel. Like that was yeah. just a really cool design. The slugs in the side of the mountain. Yeah. That's a cool stuff. The, like taking out the uh, I, I, I love the sort of repercussions of that mission, too, where she gets back and she talks to Mace and like they took out the installation. But like the Jedi Master died and it's sort of like, you know, we did we, we got the dub when it comes to the war effort. But, you know, we did lose a teacher and all that and stuff. Civilians, and then, yeah. Yeah. I think she's knighted after yeah. that. <laughs> like, is that are we close to the knighting after that? Or no, it's still a ways. Is that is that I mean, she had a couple of detentions. But the, I mean, she did two yeah. full years at least, right? Or was it f- no? Yeah, two full years yep. of babysitter duty after one of those failures. So that's a thing. It's like she yeah. is such a good fighter, but they're just like they, you know, they didn't want to tempt fate, and they're like, nope, you just focus on being a good person and take care of, but you know, our youth. But they eventually did, right? Like I, I, and I feel like part of it is again they needed a warrior. And they were just so willing yeah. to just buy what she was saying. Oh, and just like, yep, you said the right things. That was an interesting uh, um, twist, too, that she was sent out to kill Grievous. So it was like, yeah, that's yes. what I want to talk about yeah. with Order 66. Yeah. So do you want to yeah. talk about that? Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what's fascinating. So, yeah, we can't undermine Palpatine. So, like, when I think about the history of Star Wars and I think about the Jedi and, and sort of their downfall, like, like we we constantly undermine just how calculated this this plan was that Palpatine yeah. sort of deployed, which yeah. was which was let's send Grievous to all these outer rim worlds and have him just ping pong yes. around and <laughs> genius. Jedi. Once you think yeah. about the plan, yeah, it's genius. I, that's it the question. Draws I had. all the Jedi out into the outer reaches mm. of the galaxy, and they're all spread right. thin out there, and that and they're with a small surrounded by clone troopers. Each one of them with a small yeah. detachment of clones. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was my question is did we know that before this book because that's the first time i was like that felt like new information to me like that was part of the plan when like like and when obi-wan got that because that's obi-wan's call right obi-wan just happened to be given the right the right yeah. coordinates is Keanu just sitting at a console being like it looks like grievous is on Ogathon three it looks and, like grievous yeah. is on you know, yeah. Duel. It yeah. looks like like He's just saying different planets that he could be on, and then just they're like deploy, deploy, deploy. I'm like, what yeah. is happening at the Jedi right. Temple? Like, what is yeah. going? Again, not not trained for war as war tactician, you know. Yeah, but um, but no, I that was one of the things where I'm loving. It. I'm like, oh my god, like that and the Geonosis like reform, like reframed a lot of the stuff for me, and and like I give a lot of s to uh, Palpatine about his like yes, just right. according to my plan. But that's mostly that's mostly late stage right, Grievous Sidious. or sorry, sorry, late stage uh, Sidious like prequel era Sidious is like on yeah. point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's got it all figured out and is working. Yeah. Everything is working. He invented the mustache. Yeah. To twirl. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. I need something to twirl. Uh, yeah. He just like puts on a fake mustache. He's like, yeah, ah, well, peels it off. I've always wanted a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she gets she gets sent out to hunt Grievous like so many Jedi, and then that's when yeah. the clones turn on them. Uh, but but in a unique situation, a sort of a hollow message chimes in right after uh-huh. Su, uh, Sulin, I think, uh, one of the Jedi dies, and yeah. um, then mm-hmm. she gets a hollow message from 
you know, uh, cloaked figure telling, telling her that she has a choice to go for freedom and to go, you know, find the answers that she seeks and all this sort of stuff. And, and then, uh, she goes with the clones and she uh, goes, uh, let me think about it. Yes. And then she leaves her Jedi friend to just, you had me at not kill me. Taking it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I not ready to join the force just yet. We can just hang, hang on. The, the I mean, I don't want to get too Captain Spider to talk about two cents. It's Captain Spider, yes, but I don't want to get I don't too... wanna, I just, just say that because no, I mean, awesome. I don't want to get too like into sensitive territory, but like the um, the the her pushing back against the rejoice because they have become one yeah. with the force. Um, like I really appreciate that storytelling and like from her perspective of just like. No, I don't. I don't know what that means. Like we're living oh, in a place there where there's no, no death. There's the there's, force, and she's like, "Wait, there is death, though. Everyone's yeah, yeah. dying." And we're not. Me. We're not like, in. This is dark. This is. We're yeah. We're not yeah. in an era of force ghosts where they know right, that the right. spirit lives on, right? So I'd be like her too. Be like, no, thank you. I will 100 uh, let this guy who has just been kind of a jerk to me the entire time maybe get blown away. We'll revisit that. I will come with you and see how my fates lie. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, that scene was just unique. I thought it was a new angle on Order 66, and uh, it was just a haunting environment sort of the description of like the the fields and you know, just dark trees and stuff like that around them, and then just clones sort of turning on just great imagery. Yeah, just really like just that whole totally. Yeah, and another little tone poemy moment where she feels Order 66, much like Yoda. Like, it's the only like we haven't, if you think about it, like I love that storytelling, her just feeling all of them wiped out. Yeah. I guess kind of, I mean, really that's powerful. one of her charms as our narrator, right? Is she's extra sensitive, literally like in the forest. She, she can yes. sense feelings, yeah. emotions and beings and um, she knows what's going on. So it makes sense that she, she would sense the, you know, the purge. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And so then I think we started to learn about Picori at that point. Right. Because that when we start to learn about her, planet and sort of like we still didn't talk about Gintho. she jumped he right. was a hacker and an end he's a no, hacker yeah, and an Zelda. Zelda. that was cool for it. yeah the best character right in the book. yeah he's the one that sends her right maybe was he the one that cracked the message cracked quote unquote the message for yeah yeah anyways that's all there is it's a, yet another end zone and in like a, they're just mashing yeah. the end zone yeah. it's a battle droid I mean, suit right or like a uh, kind of yeah. augmented sort of battle, yeah, battle with like a fishbowl on the top uh, of it. Yeah, tell them they sit, they sit in the top just, of it. Yeah, I just remembered that. I just re- that's sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I just remembered that Yo Krogu was in a IG <laughs> IG Eleven's body. Sorry, oh, yeah, that I'm like, happened. oh yeah, that wasn't a fever dream. That actually happened. Sorry, I just really, I'm like, oh yeah, we we have we have precedence for that of just like right. tiny beings in the middle of like a giant droid. Back. Oh boy, it's just out there in the Star Wars galaxy, all over the place. I love it. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and, and to go back to like the the faulty narrator or issue with Iskara, and I and I want to I want to talk about something that 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 may be a little, um, sensitive. So I want I want to like I want to tread lightly around this, but I, I want to use the author's own words here. Uh, so she has an author's note at the beginning of this, and we're not going to get heavy into it, but but most of that note is talking about um, yeah. suicide, right? And the role that plays, and that's really, like, I was I was in 
for just yeah. the author's note in terms of her doing this and talking about this and sharing herself. But she talks about and, I, and she's talked about this as well on her on her Instagram. So she's very out there in public. So I'm I'm you know I'm not outing her and I and, and I feel better about this. But she talks about being neurodivergent, and I feel like and and as a person who teaches a lot of neurodivergent people, I feel like Iscariot is I. And Delilah talks about her connections to this character is somewhat neurodivergent and may have trouble reading emotions of other people, right? Or reading things about other people. And 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 I feel like that feeds into some of this, right? Of this ability of not is to is to not be able to understand. So feeling kind of the worst. And it's hard to talk about that in a galaxy far, far away when you're talking about like the force and other things. But I feel like this is this is a really interesting area. And it's kind of all i want to say because i don't want to get too far afield and out of depth here and sensitive and and, well, and being and, and being around people who and, and have loved ones and family members are neurodivergent but i think that's might be part of what she was doing here of trying to write her own experience around this a little bit and i found it beautiful yeah if that's what she really, was doing uh i thought that was a really uh compelling note at the start that really yeah i think tugged at the heartstrings immediately and i just immediately knew that this was going to get into yeah. some some pretty heavy material, especially with yeah. uh, her mother, which we find out is just like, and there is this just this pulsing darkness from her past that's sort of just echoing through her mind throughout the, the whole book. And it's sort of, it really can capture the sort of depths and, and sadness people can feel. And I, I think the yeah. book is just wonderful and sort of capturing that. And then, yes, but, you know, finding a way out, out of that for Iscat, mm -hmm. which was just so wonderful where she sort of, she sort of is not, plagued by that same darkness that you know um, or just the happenstance that with her mother and and yeah what happened there and, and so she she finds a way uh but it seems to be it's it's a way that all what that felt like wasn't she would have been a great jedi if if sidious had not planned this you know horrific uh sort of uh yeah. dark you know um decision to, to, to destroy the galaxy and destroy the republic if, if the, he did not do that i think that you know, she would be a Jedi and she'd be a fantastic yeah. Jedi. I, there's part of me is like, she would have been on the council. Like, like, the, like that's sure. like, it's, she's a, it's like, I just love this idea of just like the, the, like, it's so easy in these, in the stories to just watch like the bloodshed and, and the, and the lost lives and be sympathetic to that. But to give this idea of just like the lost yeah. potential of his cat because of, because of everything that surrounded her yeah. you know, is really, yeah. really fascinating. It puts a really, you know, quote unquote human, view on right. on 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 the stuff that's easy to lose when you're watching just the prequels yeah, it's tough to put a human yeah. filter on the jedi because it's it's pretty monstrous <laughs> like i mean they're ripped away from their families they're, yeah they're made orphans you know i'm i'm sure they're cared for in some way but there's no mother or father figures to be like, named yeah. it's kind of a loveless environment even though they're being taught to experience love like you know it's not a it, you can't really make an analog to it. I wrote down a note with sure. Forest, like, uh, ben, that kind of Let's see if Grant has my note. And I don't my really note is kind of like the, the Jedi are. Uh, well, first of all, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> gets paired with a Jedi who sort of is more attached to her research and Jedi artifacts than her. And it's doing this out of sense of an obligation. Then, but she not, also you know. is with other Jedi throughout the book and her relationship with these mentor figures not her you know yeah. not her uh student body that's that she knows yep. like it's, it's, it's the mentors, mentors that are yeah yeah um, yep, 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 they're yep. the one yep. she she keeps on saying that they're sort of aloof and constantly just sort of trying to meditate and be outside themselves and with the force none of the master characters are 
down to earth and sympathetic to any of except these for students. one it's that's what's disheartening to me about the Jedi. Yeah. I don't think it's hubris in that they think that they own the yeah. force. I think they just think that no. they're just zealous in a way where they, but it's they're zealous in a way where they want to be without and they want to they're they're zealots out of body. Don't want yeah. attachment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and as a person who part of my job, I will yeah. just say, is to mentor people. It is impossible to yeah, mentor someone. If you don't have an attachment right. with yeah. them, like, <laughs> yeah. as impossible. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like it's and attachments can be bad. Like you, like as as a person who has mentored a lot of people, you have to be aware of what that attachment is and what it means and where the lines are, right, with that attachment. But I'm still attached to the people I mentor and care about them and want them to succeed. Do they know my personal life or really important things about me? No, but I still care about them, and want them to succeed, and that in definition. Is an attachment. Sorry. Yes. And you're spending, you know, <laughs> night and day with them, basically in, all in the right. same building. Yeah. You're meditating and drinking tea together and dueling. Like, I don't, I don't get what you do other than grow attachments and sort of help each other succeed. Like right. we're talking about. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I have, I have a simple <laughs> fix for the Jedi, which I hope we explore. There is no secret attachment. <laughs> Just That's to... the fix. Okay. That is the fix. It's an HR problem. It's an HR problem. Sure. All attachments must be public are, record. Are, are talked about, must be public record. Because think about it. Like, like I, there's an amazing scene that was cut from uh, uh, episode three, right? Did we seen that? The deleted scene, uh, the cut scene with Obi-Wan talking to Padme about basically knowing. Oh, yeah. Right. We just okay. didn't talk about it. I knew the we didn't talk yeah. about it. And you were the only thing that made him happy. That's great. You know what would be great? If you freaking talk yeah. to him about it, right? <laughs> like, like that probably would have yeah. prevented all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they do have like, moving on. Like they're like I mean, I don't know really know much anything about any real cultures. I'm thinking like Buddhist monks, but it's like they they have a relationship with a religion, but their religion is actually tangible. It's the force, and yeah. you know, and that's. Yeah they can actually touch that. And so being like younger people and growing up with it, like maybe they are just built different and maybe they don't need attachment. You know, that isn't a vital thing. Whereas like the human condition, I would say that's like as important as air and water. Right. Like, um, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's wild. There, there was one master though. And you just brought him up that, that didn't catch an L uh, <laughs> from his cat. And, uh, his name was uh, yeah. Obi-Wan. Yep, that's it. Obi-Wan had always <laughs> been kind to her. When he'd, yeah, when he'd taken his turn teaching the youngling, yeah. um, but he'd been kind to everyone. He was exactly the kind of Jedi Master she would have chosen. Knowledgeable and skilled, but with a friendly nature and quick with a positive word uh, when it was deserved. She would be proud to be part of the mission that ensured his safety. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying, and, and it is kind of funny in that tone poemy way where it's like, it's so funny because Obi-Wan yeah. didn't pick his, you know, the, like maybe in another universe he would have picked her. Like, who knows? Maybe that he that would have worked out. But, yeah, he didn't pick his Padawan either and was just doing his best and thought of himself as completely flawed. And, um, yeah. But anyways, also just I just that was just blatant. Yeah. Kenobi, uh fan gushing for the day. I mean, it's weird, right? Because we talk about the issue of Kenobi with yeah. Anakin um I, kenobi is still like my number one jedi <laughs> like my number one jedi master like so i mean like yeah he made some mistakes but i feel like he had figured it out like if you could just like 
base the entire Jedi Order on like late stage Kenobi, who had figured it all out. We will. Oh, right. I mean, and this is what we keep talking about yeah. with Jedi, right? It's like Obi Wan had it where it counted. You know, he he was thrown into a lot yeah. of impossible positions, did his best with what he's got, and and that was kind of it. Um, and I mean, that's a Jedi. He started order, the right? upward trend, right? He did. Yeah, upward trend yeah. towards there being a Jedi order yeah. again. You but it's like the Jedi order is inherently the, good. The Jedi fell, and then he had to train one kid. You know, it's yeah, yeah. He's an important Jedi. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the, it's a metaphor for the whole Jedi order, right? It was like, no, the doctrine's good, the thing's in the right place, but sometimes things just go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's... Can I talk about like uh, someone real dark sure, for a minute? Let's get weird. Oh, okay. I mean dark. All right. I mean, dark book. We can do it. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think this is the first time I've read uh, the events of Darth Vader 27 to da, 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 da. Is that right? Like, yeah, 27 or Darth Vader 19 and 20, the yeah. 2017 uh, one. And I'm checking the date. Yes. This is the first time I've read this since becoming a oh. parent. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> that was. Yeah. I like I remember having like, oh, that's right. They just like pull this newborn baby away from its mother. Like, oh, boy. And it's fine. It's not even part of me going like you shouldn't write that. I'm like that had the intended. Yeah, the whole point was to crush the woman's spirit. It's like she'll never try. It's horrible. It's awful. And they're sick. So they should be horrible. Awful. But so then I'm like, then I'm just like, and I just went down the Wikipedia hole of like, whatever happened to that baby? I don't know. I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Like that last thing we see is like Vader holding the baby and giving it to like um, Sith. They call nursemaids, but it's hard to call like a like a Sith, like or some part of the Emperor's nursemaids. Yeah. But like that's like ugh. like like part of me is like, can I just get a one off? <laughs> can you give me like a fifteen page short story that just says like, and she turned out fine, or even like became like an Inquisitor? Like it's just so weird to be like this baby that get kidnapped and like. Yeah, we're never going to talk about what happened to that yeah. kid. I'm like, all right, that's that's <laughs> upsetting. Sorry. Do we think she's fine? Is she fine? Can we say she's yeah, fine? I'm sure she's fine. She grew it, lived a long, healthy life. I mean, probably involved in the path on, at some way. I'm sure, right? Palpatine didn't drain her for her force, right? Like, she didn't get put into like a force blender. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. I'm going to yeah, sleep tonight. It's fine. I actually would want. Uh, <laughs> You know, a comic book run on the Sith nursemaids. I want to know what that's like. At least, at least an issue. They are. I'm looking. I'm looking at them right now. They are fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess my other next. What have we talked about? Uh, we can talk about the Battle of Geonosis. I feel like we've kind of covered that. What about the seventh? What about the Inquisitorious? We're not there yet. Oh, we can go back to the Battle of Genosis because I feel like that uh, is there's a lot going on there that we could yeah. yeah. I I keep forgetting how many Jedi were killed in that thing. Every time I hear the numbers, right? And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like hundreds upon hundreds of Jedi's were killed. Like that's the other thing that I, I that I always have to remind myself when it comes to like the beginning of the Clone Wars of just how many Jedi were wiped out in that first battle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. And and yeah. Iska thinks she could have made a difference. She was just, you know, they unleashed her on all the droids that were there. Um, yeah. I, I that was just. It was so cool when that scene is described too, where Mace just appears and 
ignites his mm-hmm. saber as a beacon for all the Jedi, mm-hmm. and they all ignite. It's so cool. But and it says, yeah, this it feels party like lots is of Jedi over. die yeah. in that moment. It's a, the so, answer is 179. Yeah. Thank you. I could see you furiously yeah. Googling while I was Out talking. Out of 212, <laughs> they lost 83% of the Jedi that were yeah. on that mission. That's like that's wild. And right? they had to like, leave I, their dead. They had leave to the leave behind. their fall. Yeah. yeah. That Just leave them there. Yep. Brutal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, things that are sometimes lost when you're watching a film. Like I'm sure if you go back, you watch a lot of them get like mowed down, right? Like when you're watching that battle. But like I to A, think that they were if you show me that movie, show me that scene, I would not assume there were two hundred and twenty odd Jedi there and that they lost. 80 some odd yeah. percent like that's wild yeah yeah brutal um yeah do we know how many jedi in total there were at the start of the clone wars like at that just around the time of the battle of genesis do we know i i, I think ten thousand is what's in my head yeah that's i thought it was yeah like, that's kind of what i'm going with upward, too. you know upwards of ten thousand uh area or 20 but um it's just amazing it's just incredible that they start knighting all these these young, uh, uh, Wikipedia yeah. is saying that, that, that seems around ten thousand issue. Ten thousand seems to be the yeah ten thousand uh, seems okay. to be yeah, the agreed upon number. Kane and so. Jarrus said there yeah. were more than uh, ten thousand Jedi Knights defending the galaxy, which sounds like a lot. But remember, yeah. we're talking about the galaxy yeah. and a war of attrition over two years. It's just like more dozens each you know week would be coming yeah. back dead, and yeah. It it will. I think that actually because ten thousand, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. That is the right number in terms of like that makes sense in terms of having a large force in a galaxy, but small enough that I think what we hear in a new hope of just like people being like Jedi. Fine, I've heard of them. I've never met them. If there are ten thousand Jedi in the galaxy, odds are ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people in the galaxy had right. never met a Jedi in their life. Like, and that's, that makes sense, right? So then when they're all gone, except for like, I know we always joke about, I, and I joke about how many people like survived Order 66, but at the end of the day, we're talking about like maybe a right. couple dozen, <laughs> like that's tiny amount and you're not going to encounter a Jedi in the galaxy right. at all. So, the number I'd yeah. like to know that I'll never know is how many habitable planets are there in the galaxy. I feel like, you know, I would mm. like to think that's in the thousands and for storytelling purposes, it's doesn't really matter right you can just sort of just keep making new places but I'd, I'd love to make it feel even larger and i feel like we just keep running into the same uh creatures over and over again yeah or species over and over again well i do have a wikipedia there oh, is an right. answer <laughs> how many did you oh, want thousands uh 3.2 billion <laughs> habitable systems perfect good <laughs> yeah all right is uh is uh however the canon uh the canon says 3.2 mm. million so it's unclear what we're talking about b with a billion or m with a million but either way that's a cool. whole heck of a lot that, that's a couple more stories <laughs> yeah we've got yeah and i kind of want to pull out my ta86 and start crunching numbers <laughs> but that's not fun for anyone here so i won't are you gonna do a little yeah. make a sine wave for us you're still a yeah. Jedi, so you'll hold. You'll have some. I, I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, right on. Right on. Um, anything well, else? Love Brand Inquisitor coming back in this book. Like that was yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, he was written beautifully. You know, made man. Yeah. yeah. Was, so 
if we're kind of done with the main plot points of the book, I have kind of a larger question. It's not a big thing, but I have kind of like a larger question since we're talking about in the Inquisitors. Sure. Um, if we're ready for it, which is not like this is not, I feel like I'm building it up, but I just want to have a question of like, so we have the Inquisitors in Rebels pretty much alone. And now we've expanded it, right? We see them, we've seen them in Obi-Wan live action. We've seen them in Ahsoka. We now have books with Inquisitors. How do we feel now about the Inquisitors? Because I will say personally where I started out, which is like, <laughs> like I was not, I was, was a not a fan of the Inquisitors. Inquisitors. Podcast listeners. That was a thumb down. I probably figured out from the, yeah. the noise effect. Uh, <laughs> You're watching but movie. that's where I started. No, no spoilers. But how are we? To, you can talk about. I'm interested to hear both of you. Where did you start? Where are you now? Ben. Oh, uh, yeah. I, ben loved I, it. Still I loves know. it. I wish <laughs> I, I, I would say it started from a place of confusion. Um, where I'm like, yeah, why okay. are they yep, all just Sam? And why those lightsabers? Okay. Um, but like now I'm at a place where we've, we, we've given so much more context to who these people are and especially like, you know, uh, fallen order, the video game, you really get to understand what some of them went through and they've made them like more interesting characters. I'm okay. I, I would say I went from confused to cool with it. I mean, it kind of makes, it makes sense. It's kind of an interesting order, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, I guess sure. Sidious just loved order and he loves uniforms and he loves like denominations of troopers. And like, I guess by I, I just found it curious how they were all so um, made generic or like made homogenous mm -hmm. by the Empire is just like kind of a yeah. head scratcher to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, it makes sense because that's what Sidious does. He just like you do this, you do this, you are yeah. all pieces and on a chessboard that only I know is being played and if you're trying to brainwash which this part of the book that we did hit on there is brainwashing going on for some of the other characters like that's one of the things you do is remove right any personal right. or anything that makes you an individual right, yeah, right? Sure. that's a good point yeah. it's like the the cult thing and they just strip you down and this is yeah, this yeah. Is what you are and now that we know that so many were sort of forced into it um you know it's yeah. really dark mm. Yeah, I, I've always thought they were incredible, like an incredible idea and like a logical idea for, you know, Jedi C6 to, to basically go to the dark side and embrace the dark and sort of, you know, because of the trauma, sort of enact all these atrocities. Uh, it makes sense. Um, my problem with the Inquisitors has always been that they they look so cool. They almost look, their aesthetic is almost more interesting than Vader at times and sort of like <laughs> it, it just a lot yeah. of them look really cool and i was like i just I, I almost thought vader was like the only one out there who looked like that for a, you know a very long time and he kind of looks like a dork yeah. next to them sometimes and i'm just like <laughs> i don't know if that's the best idea in terms of the star warsian approach to the sort of grandiose theatrical approach to kind of make darth vader seem like just one in the sea of people wearing shiny black gear that looks really cool and all tricked out and so i just i just that for me was an aesthetic thing for a long time, but I love the concept. Like I think it's it's super logical yeah. that that is out there. It, I almost wish yeah. there was just more mystique, and I, I think there's a little overexposed. But this book and reading it in in in, in sort of literary form, like reading about them, yeah, super compelling. Love it. Like yeah. I yeah. really like them so, in sort of the novel space. Um, yeah, when it when they enter you know the cinema or the, we see them on you know Disney Plus shows and things like that, I'm just like I. 
or rebels even where they're flying around like helicopters. I'm just like, this is, this is oh, kind boy, of yeah. overexposed. Yeah. This is kind of like, they could be yeah. far more mysterious in my opinion, but um, love the concept. I think, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you, Grant, um, to the point where I'm like, when I, when I first saw my rebels, I just gotta be honest. I mean, I made the noise earlier. I did not like it at all. And I love rebels, but I'm like, it just felt very cartoony of just like, all right, we have to create these bad guys. Right. And they did some good work with them. And then, but the, I think again, I know it's an internet thing and I'm not trying to be that person, but like when they started flying around with helicopters, yeah. I was just like, I'm out. Um, but, but then I'm like, but rewatching rebels, I'm like, okay, don't care. Whatever. Like there's so much good stuff and I enjoyed it. And then seeing them a bit in Obi-Wan, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with them. And then seeing Morak in, um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, I'm like, this is, this is perfect. It's great. Yeah. Like, like, don't explain. No lies. Just a weird guy. Mysterious. Made a gas. It's great. And then, and then this book, I think I kind of love them. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, great. I, I think they're a really beautiful addition to the Star Wars the galaxy that I never thought I wanted. Like, I just watching this idea of just like this person's descent, but also giving us a variety of descents. Does that make sense? Of just like not all of them having the same story. Like, she just like freely chose it. There are other people that just like chose it as survival there's other people that went to it there's other people that were like electrocuted and tortured into deciding to join the inquisitorious like i just i i thought that was really interesting and i think what like everyone complains about not everyone sorry uh, a select few on the internet complains about how many people survived order 66 and i'm like but that's why you also need like that's why this is here yeah. like like there's there's a reaction to that if it was just like they all survived and there was nothing it'd be whatever but they all survived and it makes sense that like a handful of these ten thousand people even if like a hundred survived that is a successful yeah. culling right and then you need this other force to get rid of those so i'm like Mar weirdly i've been fighting headcanon for like how long has it been since rebels was introduced 10 years a little less than 10 years but almost almost 10 years almost a decade yeah. i've often been fighting headcanon about what what i thought happened as opposed to what right. the people who are the storytellers are telling me <laughs> happened who have the right to tell me what happened you mean your revisionist headcanon's been different yeah. for I've been really years. like fighting it and then mostly fighting myself and now i think this book got me to the point where i'm just like yeah this is it. Like this is canon. Like this is part of it, hundred percent. And I just yeah. again wanna and I it's and sometimes we blanks yeah. and, and humanizing yeah. the inquisitors. It, that's it, the humanizing. It's doing that's the part. so much work that I think not even Obi Wan was able to do. Obi Wan no. does do it, but just with a singular character. It's and it's compelling. But it it's is. you almost the way this book explores you know the the web of all these different inquisitors. I was like, this is so cool. Like I love. It. And then her. Friend who you know she had this history with is also an inquisitor in a massive yeah. sort of like yeah yeah and, and had a very and, different journey yeah yeah so, and and yeah. but that's the thing like I feel like I like Reva I like that character a lot but that character when I get to the end of Obi Wan does not feel like an inquisitor to me she feels like an undercover undercover agent right who has been gaming yeah. the system the entire time to get close which to, what to Vader is, yeah. which I like I like that which I like that story a lot. But it, it told me nothing about the Inquisitors, right? Yeah. And I feel like this story, and I think Grant mentioned it earlier, it's the power of of novel, of, of the written form, is that you're yeah. able to do long form and looks at internal monologues of a person. And like I know we talk about sometimes off air of like overly gushing about things, like, but like because we're all fans. But I'm I'm I I you know, I'm kinda like with Meg. 
like this is probably in my top five Star Wars novels of new. Yeah, this is definitely new climbing list. Yeah, it's really up there for me. I'm not yeah. sure where, but boy, yeah, do I was, like I it. Mean, um, yeah, because Dual in that. Uh, oh, you I, go, Ben. Sorry. I was just going to add that. Yeah, I mean, listening to the like the brutal meritocracy of the you know of the Inquisitors. That's the story that I wanted to like see. This is what you kind of imagine. Mm-hmm. It's just totally at each other's throat survival of the fittest i mean we saw a little bit of that in obi-wan um between the three you know inquisitors yep. that were there they were constantly at each other's throats and it was like yeah. to see that written out this way was i mean it was terrifying i mean you're in a dark castle you know and you don't even want to go into various sides of it because your coworkers could kill you like it's you just jump out of the shadows and right. murder you and they would be like applauded for it yeah. so it's <laughs> tough work environment <laughs> just giving people yeah. daggers in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Seventh Sister v. Iscat. Yep. That was yeah. a that was a sweet fight. Yeah, we got it. We um I had, I had Wikipedia opened so much in this book where they would name a name like one of the five or the number, I'd be like, I gotta check the yeah, yeah that was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? <clears throat> and um that's where yeah. she starts using droids. Uh was after the after she took that right. L. She started using droids, and that's and then right. put, you know, Iska. Oh, that's right. Sarah Michelle Geller voiced Seven yeah, Sisters. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Which again, make, makes sense. Yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> I forgot a, about that. Yeah, the family, no, it's the family job. I, or, it, that's Freddie Prince, right? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's Freddie Prince. That would have been fun if, uh, uh, yeah, husband and wife like fought. What are those? I will just say the myriad, as a person who watched like, and then the fifth brother. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All of them are yeah. in there in this book. Yeah, and it's the one that uh, yeah, it's the one that uh, Cal Kestis fights in Jedi. In Fallen uh, Order, yeah. the first one, and then kills at the beginning. Fallen Order, and then and kills it said at the beginning of. Uh, oh, Night uh, Sister, yeah. yeah, Survivor, which is one of my favorite things yeah. in all of Star Wars. <laughs> sounds weird to say. Yeah, she's the um, they called uh, Dual Dualan or something. I forget that giant yeah, species. So, They're yeah. just. Dawuten. Yeah. Formidable. Yeah, Dawuten. Uh, yeah, that's right. Dawuten. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, I love that it's just like you have to take, you know, you have to just take what you want, basically, and sort of like just fight for every little scrap of what you get in the Inquisitor. Yeah. Inquisitor. Yeah. Was, that was it, just cool. It, it it was one of those things where at times I felt like, are we just dealing with like Harry Potter and, and like the Slytherins? And then like they would crush someone's hand or like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> stab right. it through the chest i'm like oh yeah no 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 yeah. this is uh this is real brutal yeah. yeah um we almost forgot to talk about um the bounty hunter king uh oh right i'm trying to remember oh, if i yeah. oh, i had his thing right yeah. now and now i can't find it um and i don't have it because i'm the worst sorry i also want to talk about her friend the Twilic Dwalin, who basically turns into an Inquisitor, stabs her. Tualon, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He um Yeah, that was quite the love he affair. He is a pretty cool character. Yeah. And then yeah. there's yeah. oh yeah, the foreshadowing where he's it's like Joss Nevar died, but like how did you could have saved him, right? Like this has been weighing on my conscience yeah. for a while. It was kind of foreshadowing, like he has been thinking about this for a while. This is why he's gonna become an Inquisitor. It's like, like he's People are thinking about these these trauma yeah. traumas that they've yeah. had. So they like I thought that was cool. Yeah, unbalance the whole tea kettle and then yeah, stuff spilled that. 
Um, all right. Yeah, sorry. I was seeking the illustrious Lord Jadakiss, greatest bounty hunter of the Outer Rim. Uh, <laughs> right. I love that he's just like <laughs> has you. his like little like kingdom, and then it just she it just takes one you know inquisitor to go in there and just kill everyone. And I love that she like murders him in the middle of like some <laughs> monologue. Yep, that was a good time. It's so good. Um, I also in that scene I appreciated the distinction between kind of clone troopers and purge troopers. Uh, yes. Yeah, right. Like that discussion of just like yeah. they're all business. They do not talk unless talked to. Like they, but they're not like faceless because they talk about when she takes his armor. Right. Yeah. Right. Of just him like clearly not happy about it, but willing to take orders. Like I like that with like like you know giving a little face to the faceless. Yeah, that was that was a nice move too. Um, we had a. A good conversation yeah. with Darth Sidious. Um, I I highlighted a couple sentences here. Uh, oh, yeah. My lord, are Go you for it. Sith? Good, good. He grinned, yellow teeth flashing in the shadow of his hood. Yes, child, <laughs> I am not the Chancellor you once knew. I am more. I am Darth Sidious, heir to millennia of grand design. Uh, so there you go, Adam. A millennia of grand design. Yeah. Dedicated to achieving vengeance for the Sith. I, uh, The Republic I served is dead. Uh, that was a fun interaction, right? We don't get the, yeah. you know, Which dark, I, no. you know, curtain pulled back too many times. You think about it, no, he's usually only talking to, like, you know, his his uh, his apprentices, right? Or his, like, yeah, the other, like, Sith. So, <laughs> hearing yellow teeth. Yeah. I don't know if I want to open this can of worms, uh, but, but why not? Why not open a, a long-standing debate about... Uh, so, we know he ends up well, yeah, but like, so he has fine teeth as a, a chancellor, chancellor Palpatine yeah. uh, throughout it. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing any yellow <laughs> teeth there. So sure this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so when he gets the Sith lightning directed back to him, the argument that's never been settled is whether like his all wrinkly self is caused by the Sith lightning or if that's just revealing his true form after being flesh being corrupted by the dark side. If it's the former, that also means that Sith lightning yellows your teeth. <laughs> also terrible for your dental plan. Yeah, which would mean that Luke Skywalker has, I guess, has put in uh, yeah. veneers. But anyway, so, continue. Can I answer this one? I There's two yes. answers. Uh, the sure. non-canon answer, I believe, came from the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. And in that one, uh, all the like deflecting the lightning back at him uh, was that he for it forced him to lose his disguise and and and, and that's showed what his I always self. yeah um which yeah, could yeah. be the case because we do know that he, yes. he takes other forms in um uh what's it called uh rebels he stops he he, he looks like his normal self to presents his normal self to Ezra and, and I think it's the last episode right that's right um yeah. and uh and is that in the vision or that... yeah it's kind yeah. of a vision it's oh, a no, force it's real, temple right? that he like put on a on the chimera i don't know um actually that's right. probably yeah. still right, right, right. There. now that oh no it was destroyed uh, ezra destroyed it any hoozle um so that's the non-canon uh reason and then uh, the canon yep. I think they're trying to suggest that the Fortless Lightning did that to him because that's how I that's how like that. Ray killed him. Like she she essentially did the same thing that Mace was doing, but with twice the power. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can have both of those excuses, mm. right? Or both those explanations. Like, I, I always like that. Yeah. It's the idea of, like, it just, like, he, he's just been having this. It killed the illusion of it. Yeah. But I guess the question is then, like, why couldn't he do it again, right? Like, why couldn't he right. come back to it? Which I guess we never really... Also, if, like, if that... Go ahead, Grant. No, if that level of mastery to, to, to use lightning sort of causes... Imagine he had to, to use it in the first place, and therefore... When using lightning a previous time, he must have his his body must have been ravaged, and we know the the dark side ravages your body over time. It's, it's yeah, just that's a, yeah, exactly. Every like yeah. ancillary book about the the Sith, and so yeah. uh, you have to imagine that if he knows lightning, he must have used it before, and therefore I believe it's his true self, and he's basically been using a disguise the entire time until he has to wield the dark side again to that yeah. level or tier that you know that that certain skill level. And I guess my argument might be like now I'm trying to like retcon this because. Hey, welcome to being a Star Wars fan. Um, so like, so part of what I'm thinking about is like, so he gets hit with this light, the force lightning, it ruins the illusion. He's weakened, right? Which I think is, well, no, because then he fights Yoda after that. I don't know, man. Hey, Star Wars doesn't make any sense. I don't think I'm a fan anymore. No, um, but part of what I was trying to argue is that like, he doesn't have his strength, so he can't put the illusion back up. So he uses that as a feint when he talks to the Senate, right? right to be like, look at what they did to me. And then he's like, this is great. Sure. I never have to put this illusion up again <laughs> because everyone's just going to look at me sympathetically. Yep. And so like, that's part of the reason why. He's like, I don't have to waste any of my dark power side on like putting the illusion up because I'm using right. it to my advantage. Because yeah, he won't be full force to stop that. Yeah. He has to waste any amount right? of percentage. Exactly. There we go. Yeah, he, he can't. Yeah, he can't and then he can him. just like fully be immersed in the dark side all the time. Because doesn't he always look a little strung yeah. out? He's just like got that beady oh, yeah. look in his eyes. It's just like he's on. He just mm-hmm. drank two Red Bulls or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. looking for another <laughs> yeah, hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get a little bump of yeah, that. Yeah, and he side. could just do that, and it continues to ravage his body. But I think that's his. That's his comfortable. Yeah, I think he's on that. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. don't think that's oh, part no. of it. He's just oh, no. tough look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough mm-hmm. look. It's uh, you know, it's not flattering, but he's. I mean, I also think his vanity would make it so that like he wants to be his like real self. Yeah, like yeah, you know, he's like, if I'm gonna be a Sith, that like I'm gonna look like a Sith. <laughs> yeah, as a person who like, Good. as you could, if anyone's watching the YouTube. Uh, hates to get his hair cut and really hates to shave or take care of his facial hair. I get it. I get it. Like every like several months, I'm like, all right, I guess I got to do it. <laughs> so like if someone could just be like, oh, no, I got hit with lightning and now I never have to cut my hair or shave. <laughs> then you'd be great. I mean, uh, I'd be like, I, I love a hood yeah. for you. I think just maybe a hood and then don't worry about anything yeah. else. And there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe some yellow contact lenses. I'd... Whatever. Yeah. I love, I love strung it. out. Yeah, Alpha sure. Team. Just that sure. Carly would be great yeah. at that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, just, the, just lurid stare out uh, the viewport, just at the stars. Like, what is wrong with that guy? That sounds like a great time to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, well, with that, um, do we have any other yeah. uh, brilliant insights? Um, I was thinking about running through pillars, but we've uh, we, this is kind of long, um, and it might not be yeah. necessary. But you never know. You never the pillars are, pillars are always there now. If we need to do a pillar check. Yeah. Um, this was just yeah. If we ever have a short episode, right, which will never happen, um, 
So. That was a blast. I think we're going to move on to the comics next week, uh, which is going to be great to yeah. get back into them. I'm just excited to start catching up on all of the stuff that's come out. Oh, yeah. And I'm very excited yeah. for the High Republic, um, the phase three of the High Republic, which is right right around the corner. Can't I literally yeah. can't so wait we can do to this. read the next novel. I know. It's coming out the 14th, right? It's the Eye of Darkness. Uh, I'm very, very excited to get into... Cur- it's so weird to talk about because like the first it's like 200 years in the past but then the the second series or versions were like even further back in time i'm very excited to get post yeah. uh fall of we the uh avar chris uh, and elzar uh, man starlight Vernestra Rowe, yep. and yeah like all of all yep. of our heroes there buriaga agaburi hopefully yeah right like i need my answer and the answer better be he's alive and yeah, happy yeah <laughs> otherwise Singer, I the charhound yeah. or spark or something all oh, right yeah um, no, I think I think Cinder yeah, is Bell right. Bell Zetafar. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have to get caught Lots back of Yoda, Yoda. Lots, Lots of Yoda. Of yeah. The uh, the comics have started up. The the um, Phase Three okay. comics have started up. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll get to those. Wow. Yep. They're mm-hmm. out there. So the we can we can talk about this a l- yeah Porter Angle. Porter um, Angle. So we can. Yeah. So we talk about this on air if we want. So so we got that novel coming out the 14th uh, next month. Obviously, we're not going to cover it right away because we want to give people a chance to read it. So we'll give it at least a yeah. week. <laughs> but we still do have the um, we do have the High Republic Tales of Light and Life. This is the anthology, which does cover all three oh. uh, eras. So we might want to cover that before. Uh, not saying for next week because let's not do books back to back, but we want to keep that maybe maybe the week after. Maybe yeah, worth that going through fun. that. I mean, we also have the Return of the uh, Jedi uh, from a certain yep. point of view that I'm working, with. and we also have Crimson Climb by uh, E.K. Johnston, which is the Kira ah, okay. novel, adult novel. It's raining novels. Um, so yeah, so we got to be a book club. I know it's raining novels. I know we'll get caught up fast though because there's there's a there's a break after that. Sure, there is. Till uh, next year. Yeah. Oh, no, till next year. Till uh, I think the next one is another High Republic and at the end of January. Right. So we got we got time. Um, but we got a lot of comics to get caught up on. So we kind of, we had texted back and forth. Um, probably it would be good to cover Hidden Empire. Yep. I can't wait for that. That'll be fun. Next yeah. week. So yeah, so we got Hidden Empire and then we got other stuff we could cover. That's so much. Do we just want to do Hidden Empire? Let's, let's do two or three um, if we can. Do a High Republic yeah. primer or something. Let's push the High Republic. How about until we start get like covering the books and things? I think Shadow of Starlight. Did you guys read that? That's okay. That's pretty interesting. It's very similar to sort of uh, Rise of the Red Blade in that like it is that you sort of see like the like the cover the Jedi Order after the tragedy and sort of what sort of protocols they enact. Yeah, that's the first accelerate. <clears throat> this sort of knighting and stuff like that. Oh, that so. would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first. That's the first comic, right? The Yoda centric uh, comic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes. so oh, okay. yeah, there you go. Um, so I know we're doing the we're 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 doing the Marvel Unlimited uh, release. So so here's a pitch. Uh, we could cover Hidden Empire one through five. We could finish the Han Solo and Chewbacca uh, miniseries six through ten, and do the Sonastaurus Sonastaurus. Sana, oh, yeah, we got it. Good. Mini series. Yeah, do that. 25. 
So I think that's enough. Uh, I think we can cover those three pretty quickly. That'll take a good chunk off. Um, and then next time we do comics, we may want to do, we might just want to wrap up, kind of do like a, like a, like a fast paced round of just like all the other hidden empire stuff from right. Dr. Afra, star Wars, Bounty Bonnie Hunters, Hunters Dark yeah. Vader. Like, <clears> throat> throat> just yeah. do those. We'll do a catch all where we'll just yeah. talk about the broad stuff. Get us caught up with those. those. And we'll just kind of, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And, ideas. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and then and then that gets us pretty close to the dark droid stuff, which we can take a pause, wait for the dark droid, <laughs> right. stuff. which we'll cover. And we, uh, in we just yeah. all right. We'll actually cover like one comic <laughs> each episode. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Uh, so again, so we'll just for our for our listeners, we'll we, you and I will all text. But uh, for listeners, we're gonna do the Hidden Empire miniseries, the Sun Stars miniseries, and finish up the Hansel and Chewbacca, which is episode yeah. or issue six through ten, uh, miniseries. Yeah. Sound Sounds good. good. I'm excited. We, we did just get right. news this week that the uh, Bounty Hunter <gasps> series has come to an end. Um, and and the oh, no. uh, I know. And uh, it's going to be replaced a by a Django Fett series, which is kind of exciting. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. I don't want that at all. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> we hardly knew you, Bounty Hunters. Uh, but uh, it, it'll yeah. be fun to sort of get an ending to that arc. <laughs> mostly... You know, like that, I, that. Hopefully, some stuff will pop off. They've been building for a long time. Um, the fate of um, the heiress of the unbroken clan and the yeah whispering wood or something or other. and valence. I I think they might actually be trying Kill to valence. We'll talk about it when we read that. I think they might be trying to redo his old EU ending. In which case, I'm like totally all worth yeah. it. If they actually do what they're gonna do, I'm like, yep, Man. do it. Great, good ending. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet man. Well, I think that was another. Yep. Uh, fabulous podcast why don't we put this one in the books um i did uh want to just leave you with some parting words uh don't fall for the cloying promises of the dark side we'll talk to you next week on Cantina Chronicles.